Welcome back to Scarlet and Maze. I'm Adam. This is Zach. Hey. We are once again brought to you by Lano Life Bone Broth. The weather is getting a little bit colder, so warm up with a delicious cup of the best tasting bone broth in these continental United States of America. Drink it straight up or add it to your favorite recipes. Extraordinary? Exactly. Hey, way to go on that. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, week one recap. Ohio State, 21. Notre Dame, 10. Look, I will be, I'll admit off the bat, I was underestimating losing Wilson and Olave. I, although it didn't help that J- Jackson Smith and Jigba got hurt on the fifth offensive play, but Stroud didn't look the same off the, off the bat, and... It just receivers weren't open downfield and stuff. I know Notre Dame was dropping eight almost every play, and um, but despite that, there was some Stroud slander early, like he wasn't playing well. Some might have compared him to Peyton Thorn, um, but for having some hiccups early and losing your star wide receiver and having your first game without two first round pick wide receivers, he still completed seventy one percent of his passes against a good defense. For for the record, it wasn't me comparing him to Peyton Thorn. Somebody did. It wasn't me. I was wanted to be clear. <laughs> and a pair of touchdowns. Yeah. Like, he struggled to adjust a bit at the first, but for the most part, he had some good throws. And his first touchdown to Emeka Egbuka was an NFL throw. The way from one uh, hash to, to the, almost to the sideline, incredible throw. And then Egbuka having the speed to get to the end zone. That was great. Egbuka was really, really good. He had 10 catches. And with him being number two, I thought it was Chris Olave out there half the time. He, he obviously wasn't quite as good as Chris Olave, but I think he, could, he has the potential to be as good as him. I love the defense. The the rush defense was very good, very good. Mike Hall Jr. was the best player on the field all night, no doubt. The, the linebackers were very improved. Notre Dame's one touchdown drive came when Steel Chambers didn't play a single play the whole drive. I don't know why he didn't play but that drive, but that was their one touchdown drive when he wasn't on the field. That's a linebacker if you didn't know that. Um Ryan Day, fourth and three from the 40, mm. losing, and they punted the ball. I could not believe that. I said to you during the game, this is insane that Ryan like, Day doesn't trust his offense. No, it's because he trusts his defense. Yeah. I honestly think they would have got it. I did also love that QB sneak they did. Where if you they, think you're going to get it, you just get it. Like, you just go. You don't go, ah, I trust the D. The offense wasn't know, moving man. the ball. What, they have 10 points at the you play, you, if, if you trust your defense, or, you play the long game. You play the field position game. <laughs> like, if, you, if you're 80% confident you can get it, you still punt the ball. Oh, I disagree. Because then you play the field position game, especially if you trust in your defense, because then you're going to get the ball back right about the same spot. I will say this. That doesn't feel like the last 15 years of Ohio State football. Not just... Even, so even if you're, you're right in that he was thinking, I'm going to trust the defense, the offense for the last 15 years would just be like, well, frick you, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. I don't know about the last 15 years. I think Urban Meyer liked, Urban Meyer liked, to, play the, liked to play the field position game a lot. He was, he was, he in his four close games at Ohio <laughs> He State. emphasized special teams a lot. Um, Notre Dame in the second half had 72 total yards. That's a great defense. Um, the fourth quarter drive. People called Ohio State soft. I already proved like defense was great. They're not soft. 
The fourth quarter, they had a seven-minute drive. That was a pleasant surprise. That wasn't even really a surprise because I called it when we were watching the game. I didn't. I, I said it would be an eight-minute drive. Mm-hmm. They underperformed a little bit from my expectations. <laughs> but I don't think anyone else would have thought Ohio State would have a seven-minute drive just pounding the ball on Notre Dame. Mostly like, with not Travion Henderson. Right. The I, other dude. Mayan Williams. I love right. Mayan Williams. And he was hurt a lot last year, and I, it's good to see him healthy. I think that... Um, when you're running the ball on a team and everybody in the, in the stadium knows you should run the ball and you're still just running the ball and running the ball and running the ball. I know they passed a few times, but for the most part, it was Mayan Williams, that whole drive. I think he had 60-some rush yards on that drive. And, like, I think that is a mark of a great team when you can just run right down the field when everyone knows that Notre Dame needs to stop and you want to kill the clock and you kill the clock. Okay. Notre, Notre Dame's... Uh, total yardage for the game was 253 yards, but I think that came on a couple lucky plays. One was a missed tackle by Josh Proctor, who didn't play the rest of the game after that play, fun mm. fact. And another one was that bobbling catch that, in my opinion, might have been offensive pass interference after watching <laughs> it again recently because he kind of shields off the defender there with one hand as he's bobbling with the other hand. It was a great acrobatic catch, but it was a little lucky. And so for six total plays, they had 182 yards of those 253 yards. So the rest of the 71 yards came on 43 plays. That's less than two yards a play. Notre Dame didn't score for the final 40, 41 minutes of the game. That's most of the second quarter and the rest of the game. And then Xavier Johnson, you got to love it, in a wide receiver room full of four and five stars, a fifth-year senior who's been great on special teams in his career, was great on special teams that game, he had a couple couple uh, tackles deep in Notre Dame's territory on kickoffs, and one of them came right after his touchdown. Just a special moment for that kid, a fifth-year senior, three-star walk-on, earned a scholarship a year in or so. Just great touchdown catch to, to get the lead from him, and it was really fun to watch. I had no idea who he was, to be honest, before that night. Never even heard of him. Had to look him up. But fun. I love those moments when you're like, like, I mean, I follow Buckeye football, clearly. But then a guy scores a touchdown, and I'm like, who? And <laughs> I think that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's my thing. Notre Dame averaged 9.8 yards per pass and 2.5 yards per rush. So, naturally, Tommy Reese called 18 passes and 30 runs. My question is, so the one, the one long play – I wonder if that, I'm assuming that penalty that was added onto that long pass play at the beginning of the game mm-hmm. wouldn't count towards that, but it might, and that was a, that was a huge chunk. It might chunk count for what? Towards the total pass yards. It doesn't. It doesn't, no. but that was still, even before that, was a huge chunk of yards on a, mm-hmm. on a play that, in my opinion, was lucky, just a barely a missed tackle, and the, the DB really should have got there first, and the quarterback just threw it because he was about to get smoked. and It was a dime. The, yeah. Then that uh, that defensive back Josh Proctor didn't play the rest of the game, and they didn't do anything like that again. That's Other true. Than... But so here's my thing: you run the ball thirty times. I don't know what the long run was. I think they had one like decent run, and then nothing after that. Yeah. If you're getting two and a half yards per run, and you start losing the game, you can't keep doing that. I think the problem is. They weren't losing until the fourth quarter, and then so Notre Dame had a drive, and I honestly don't remember what happened on the drive. I don't, they might have tried to throw the ball 
on that drive at the beginning of the fourth quarter, but then Ohio State had the ball for seven minutes, and you just know they they, they passed it on their last drive. Uh, down, That's my thing. Down 11 with four minutes left. Notre Dame punted. Yeah, they weren't playing to win the game. At that point, at that point they gave the game. Like away. I was I was frustrated not just because I wanted Ohio State to lose the game. I thought Ohio State was going to win by 50, like I said, whatever. Yeah. But like looking back now, passing the ball's not working, but the running back isn't fumbling. I think that they were like we don't want this to get out of hand. We want it to look good. Like, yeah. there's I, no other explanation to, like, at some point, you have to throw the ball. Ohio State didn't take the lead until late in the third quarter. Like, mm-hmm. less than 30 seconds left in the third quarter. Uh, then Notre- Which, can we talk about the, the, the Notre Dame double safety blitz? Yeah. I, I don't know if it was in the red zone or just outside the red zone, but they didn't creep him up at all just from depth. They just vacate the end zone? I don't know if they were expecting oh a gosh. run. Because it doesn't matter. Notre Dame was dropping eight most of the game. And Uh, Stroud's two touchdown passes both came on blitzes. Way to go, Marcus Freeman. Um. (laughs) I do think they could have passed more, but most of the time that they had those runs were when they were trying to kill clock. When they they stuck to the game plan where they knew Ohio State has this high-powered offense, we have to have the ball as long as we can and they're running the ball. You can – I mean – but I don't care if you're throwing short passes and it's not getting much and you're running and it's not getting much. You might as well mix in a, a mid-range throw at some point. Something like, okay, here's a stat for you. Notre Dame averaged 9.8 yards per pass. Yeah. C.J. Stroud averaged 6.6 yards per pass. Like, and C.J. Stroud threw it way more. That is, by the way, C.J. Stroud's lowest yards per attempt of his career by almost a full yard yeah. in the game against Tulsa when he only threw the ball 25 times, only completed 15. So like a third of his pass is just about, that's not right, whatever. <laughs> 10 incomplete passes out of 25, and he still uh, was better yards per attempt than he was yeah. on Saturday. Um, well, I think that's partly because Notre Dame kept them in, everything in front of them. And Ohio State didn't necessarily because they had a couple plays that got loose downfield. That mm-hmm. Didn't necessarily go for touchdowns, but went for a lot of yards. Which, I wonder if that it, goes to my next point, though. Is two high safeties the way to slow Ohio State down to the point of at least being human? Like, we've been talking about Ohio State this year, this couple weeks, yeah. and all of last year. Like, they're superhuman offense. Yeah. They have so much coming back. Five five-star receivers, eight five-star quarterbacks, unbeatable Ryan Day's an offensive genius. And I'm not saying he's not a good coach. I'm not saying Stroud's not a good quarterback. But like Patrick Mahomes was slowed down last year with basically two high safeties. Yeah, It seems like Michigan slowed Ohio State down, at least on the scoreboard. Notre Dame slowed them down, at least on the scoreboard. Yeah, They gave up yards and then... Field goals until late when they started blitzing their friggin' safeties for no reason. I don't know. Uh, if Notre think, Dame has any sort of offense, they have a chance to win the game. Yeah, I do think that Ryan Day going to the run is huge for their offense, especially down the stretch. Because if they can, if they can do what they did in the fourth quarter against Notre Dame, where they had that seven-minute drive, if they can do that 
against teams that put the two high, safeties mm-hmm. high, it's going to force them to switch it up. Then they're going to go to the pass game. I agree. It also, even in those circumstances, it still won't be me checking the score. Oh, Ohio State scored 70 again. Oh, Ohio State scored 63 again. Yeah. If they have to guess and it's more... Oh, yeah, whatever. But I think if the run game opens <coughs> it up, they can still score a large amount. If they're going to the run game first, opposed to this game, they were out, they were pass game, pass game, pass game, pass game, but then it was the second half that they really leaned on the run. It did take Ryan Day kind of a while to to give in and start running. Yeah. He does like to throw the ball way more than pass it. We'll see if that is the trend moving forward or if he tries to just keep passing the ball, which I don't know the, the next time they're going to be tested. But. Yeah. Michigan 51, Colorado State 7. Uh, I'll go first. I'm, we're not going to go in detail about the game, but I yeah. was impressed with the defense. Seven sacks, one interception, one fumble return for a touchdown. They obviously don't have a one-for-one one replacement for last year's Heisman runner-up, but they're also not asking anyone to do that. Yeah. Uh, Colorado State isn't good. Right. I, I've gotten so much crap for Michigan not scheduling anyone in the out-of-conference, and I just go, good, it's about time. Why? What point? If Ohio State didn't lose to Oregon last year, there at least would have been a chance that they get in the playoff. Fair. But they lost, and they didn't get in. Um, uh, but if they beat Oregon, there's not a chance they leave them out. Maybe. I, don't, I mean, that. then it still it depends on the other teams. I'm just saying I don't think Ohio State benefited. Because if they would have beat – we went over this in a different episode. If they would have beaten uh, uh, Akron instead of playing Oregon, they would have one loss. I don't think it would have – But Cincinnati was undefeated. Yeah. We'll never know for sure. But – so Colorado State isn't good. Maybe the defense doesn't keep this up all year long against better competition, but – the fact that nine guys got in on seven sacks is an encouraging sign for the defense. You, they weren't just uh, relying on one or two guys like last year. Um, and you can only disregard the fact that that's an encouraging sign for the defense if you're going to disregard anything positive about Michigan for the sake of disregarding something about Michigan. Uh, Cade started slow. Uh, I don't think it was as bad as people – yeah. Let's make it seem. Maybe everybody is making it seem. Uh, he was 9 for 18, 136, yard, 136 yards, a touchdown. There were also three drops, so that would have been 12 for 18. That's not bad. Uh, that said, he clearly didn't set the bar super high for J.J. Right. to clear coming up this week. Yeah, uh, that's. I think that's what where most Michigan fans are coming from is he didn't – like. If you're in a quarterback competition that's going into the regular season, you're gonna you got to play perfect against Colorado State. And he he played far from perfect. Yeah. Uh, what you have any thoughts on the game? That was most of my thoughts. I mean, Cade, I don't think Cade played well enough to keep the spot. It'll be interesting to see how JJ does to see if he can take the spot from him. Yeah. Um. So we have one viewer question this week: Was Notre Dame Ohio State close? Because Notre Dame is good, or because Ohio State isn't as good as we thought. Look, the I get questioning the offense. They have a, they have a new quarter new quarterback that's never played before, and all that. But I do think that Notre Dame's defense is a good defense. Like, there's no doubt in that in my mind. They have they're one of the most talented teams in the country. There's no questioning that. Top ten talent wise, at least as far as recruiting goes, and they have a defensive minded guru head coach that was a great. Marcus Freeman, great coach, and they have a great defensive staff. 
And I think that, I think I would lean more towards that for sure. I mean, I'm a little biased that Notre Dame is better than we expected, that they're good in Ohio State. It's not that Ohio State wasn't as bad. But I do think that Stroud having to adjust to JSN going out and not having his two wide receivers, that was an issue. And Ryan Day not leaning on that run game early made it so that it was the game was closer than it should have been, really. Okay, so you said Notre Dame is more talented. They recruit super well. Not Cle- more talented than Ohio State. No, 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 no. Just one of the most talented teams yeah. in the country. Clemson was last year, too, and their offense was... They won 10 games. Was butt. Yeah, in the ACC, which Notre Dame plays mostly ACC schedule. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, we've both called the ACC a really weak conference. Right. I don't know. I, I agree that Notre Dame's defense was really good. They did better than I thought. At one point in the first half, I was like, I think I was wrong about Marcus Freeman. Not that I think he's necessarily super good uh, but I or super bad. I, I was just like, man, maybe he is a really good coach. Uh, I, I feel way worse about Tommy Reese than I did before. My thing about Clemson is they did lose to the eventual national champions by seven. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's true. I, I don't one. think that Notre Dame is going to have a good win this year. I mean, they have, like, maybe one more chance. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they play USC. USC's USC's going to beat them by 21. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the, I, like, honestly, so I wrote, Notre Dame's defense is good, but their offense is only a half step above Iowa's. I, I, Who scored seven without a touchdown on Saturday? I, I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't come. I wouldn't put that. They were offense. so bad. Like I'm not. I'm not saying anything. I'm not trying to disregard Jim Knowles. I think that he, so they weren't able to run the ball when last year Ohio State wasn't able to defend the run so, nearly as well. I think Jim Knowles has adjusted that much at least. Like they they did better than they would have done last year. I just don't think this was actually much of a test for Ohio State. So I don't know, man. I think it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a reach coming off week one, of a, saying that a, Notre Dame's offense is a half step better than Iowa's. I think that they. I mean, they scored ten points on Ohio State, and even <laughs> if it was Ohio State's defense from last year, ten points on Ohio State's defense oh. would be more impressive than zero touchdowns against South Dakota State's defense. Yeah, it's the first game of the year, and you know sometimes you have a close game. I, I said half step above, not equal. I just think Notre Dame's offense is butt. Complete and utter butt. I think they're terrible. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I'm not saying that Ohio State is going to have suddenly a bunch of like nine and three seasons, but I, it might have more to do with how they're recruiting than Ryan Day's coaching. I think that they might be, like I said, way more mortal. What do you mean by how they're recruiting? Like they have a bunch of five stars. Like they're they're gonna out talent so many teams on their schedule, but I think that they're gonna lose more often than they did under Urban Meyer. They already haven't. They already haven't. They already like at this point they're not losing more than they did under Urban Meyer. I think that they're going to. They ha- Urban Meyer hadn't been to the, hadn't won a playoff game since the national championship season of 20, 2014, Ryan Day took over in 2019 and immediately went to the playoffs With Urban and Myers. got screwed over and should have won a playoff game year one other than won a playoff game year two. So All I'm saying... Against Clemson. All I'm saying... Trevor Lawrence. Is, I don't think this happens under Urban Meyer. I what think, does? 
um, scoring 21 points against this Notre Dame team. It was Ryan Day's offense under Urban Meyer at the end of the at the end of Urban Meyer's run. So I mean, that's true. Like, what's going to be the difference? I the mindset, the mentality. <laughs> Speaking of I which, do, I can do. we talk Meyer. really quick about how Gene Smith was advocating for the college football playoff <laughs> game to be played in Indianapolis in a dome instead of a, as a home game for Ohio State? Like, take away an advantage that you'll have over a Southern or West Coast school. Let's play in a controlled environment. I'm not saying that this team is soft, but that is a soft idea. I don't... The thing is, like, I don't necessarily disagree with Gene, but it doesn't mean I necessarily agree with him. I know where he's coming from because I know Ohio State fans at least travel well. And, like, the only other factor you could consider is, oh, the Southern teams wouldn't be ready for the weather. I don't think in a first round game where Ohio State's probably going to, where Ohio State's hosting, that means that they're going to be a five through an eight seed playing against a nine through twelve seed where they're hosting an inferior team. I don't think they need the weather advantage. Inferior, but highly ranked at the end of the year. I mean, the thing is, like a nine through twelve team, sure they're highly ranked. But that's where Michigan State was last year, and they beat them forty nine. Well, that was Michigan State. At halftime. We 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 can talk about Michigan State, but like, what if they're playing Baylor? Could have been different. I wouldn't be afraid again of Baylor. All I'm saying is, I think it's a soft mentality to say mm, we don't want to play in the cold. Maybe it's because it's just coming off of last year's blizzard where C.J. Stroud had a little cold. I I just I saw that and I was like, of course you say that, Gene Smith. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't mind Gene Smith saying it. I get, like, Ohio State's going to travel well, especially in Indianapolis. It could be in the South and Ohio State's going to have a ton of fans, and I'm not worried about it. But if Ohio State wants to play their home playoff game at Indianapolis at, inside at Lucas Oil Stadium, go for With it. With, like, a nap and orange slices and, yeah. Yeah. Why That's not? Fine. Yeah. Why not? I To be clear, I don't think Ohio State is bad. I, yeah. I think that they are just – Mortal, where I used to view them as just a freaking destroyer. I just don't. I think. I think come. They don't seem insurmountable. The, I think come the twelfth game of the season this year, when Ohio, when Ohio State puts the hurting on Michigan for their tenth win of the year, you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna change your mind. Maybe we'll see. Uh, our pick standings. I went nine and two this week. Respectable. Ten and three overall. It's going to be Ohio State's record at the end of the year. That's great. Zach went 12 and 0 cuz he got the State's, extra point. Ohio State's going to be going to you be Ohio benefited from Ohio State having a closer game than <laughs> I thought. So, I'm 10 and 3 overall, you're 13 and 1 overall. Can we repeat when I win again? 12 and 0. It's pretty sweet. That is pretty sweet. Get a pick. I mean, it gets a lot of cupcakes, but there were some tough picks in there, Indiana, Illinois, Purdue, Penn State. Yeah. Iowa almost blew it. They were, yeah, all the, which can we talk about how I said South Dakota State might give Iowa a game? Yeah. I didn't think it was going to be a five to three game late in the fourth. That, that game was ridiculous. But the thing is, the craziest part is, if you would have, if I would have not watched a single game, not looked at any scores, and you would have told me a team won seven to three without scoring a touchdown, I would have first guessed Iowa. I I was sad when they got the second safety. <laughs> I was really rooting for five to three. Speaking yeah. of which, Ben Te- Big Ten takeaways. My first one is Iowa, hundred and sixty six yards, sixteen yards per drive. Spencer Petrus against South Dakota State was 11 for 25 Dude. for 109 yards. 
16.6 yards per drive. Ohio State probably had that per play in the first half against Michigan State last year. (laughs) There were more punts than first downs in this game. Iowa's offensive coordinator, just in case you didn't know, is Kirk Ferentz's son, if you're wondering why he hasn't been fired yet. (laughs) Uh, This was almost my tweet of the week from Matt Benson. Most FBS wins when punting at least eight times since 2020. Eight schools tied at two. Iowa has six. That's just... Great. Incredible. That's great. Thanks, Iowa. Yeah. Um, I I want to talk about Iowa for a second. Yeah. What the heck? How did like? I don't know what kind of NIL, NIL money they got, but how do you not go all in on a transfer quarterback? There, what, yeah. what was the stat? There's sixty some transfer quarterbacks starting this week. His his QBR was one point one. Yeah, I didn't even know that was possible. No. Like, how is Petrus still the starter? Like. How do you not start a freshman? How do you not say to a four-star freshman, hey, you could come here and you could play week one of your freshman year because our quarterback is so bad in the Big Ten. You could play week one in the Big Ten and probably not have that bad of a season because how many wins did they won? They started 6-0 last year with Petrus at quarterback. Yeah. Like, I could play quarterback for them and they'd be 6-0 uh, last year. I, I just love – I keep thinking about all day long – when I was thinking, like getting ready for this show, I was thinking about how Spencer Petrus held a quarterback clinic over the summer for kids. And he, all of those kids are going to not get scholarships. He might be the worst Big Ten starting quarterback in history. Unless you ask John Brinkerhoff. <laughs> then it's Cade McNamara. <laughs> Shout out, John. Uh, he's a Michigan fan <laughs> who hates... Everyone not named J.J. McCarthy. Illinois is 100% a threat in the West to (laughs) Iowa's claim this year to be the worst team in the West. Oh, so you jumped off the – you were thinking about getting on the Illinois train and you turned around and went the other way. They're better. They're not a threat in the West yet. I mean, the fact that they almost beat Indiana is both a sign that they've gotten better and they're not there yet. Speaking of Indiana, yeah. Penix looked really good for Washington. Spartans looked out look out because they play oh, in a couple man. weeks. That, yeah. Uh, Rutgers, this is the – Rutgers won the game, but this is the most Rutgers stat. Oh, okay. <laughs> First and goal at the nine. They end up punting <laughs> on fourth and 33. That's just so good. Jeez. Way to go, Rutgers. Uh, Michigan State up eight. With seven minutes to go they against Western Michigan, four hundred dollar parlay. <laughs> before they scored, and then they got the ball back again with four minutes left. And I said to my wife, "They're definitely going to try like hell to score again, so the score looks better than they did." Mm-hmm. Throw a bomb, go up to go up by twenty-two. Uh, I I just think they're in real, real trouble against Washington. In two weeks. Yeah, Washington will be tough. It'll be interesting because Washington was. Bad last year. Mm-hmm. They were bad last year, and Penix looked good against Kent State. They have a new offensive coordinator. Yeah. I mean, that's a, a big thing with Washington last year was the offense was just awful. Yeah. Uh, they have a new quarterback. They have a new offensive I do, coordinator. I am a I am a Penix believer. Even when he was playing bad at Indiana, I think I truly believe it was the offensive line's fault. I mean, Penix gave MSU trouble when he was at Indiana, too. Yeah. Uh, do you have any more? Um, I think... Minnesota's still my front runner to win the West. Oh, they're my front runner now too. Yeah, there you go. Um, I think it was fun that Rutgers they got a, a road win in a non-conference game against a Power Five opponent. I know it was Boston College, but they Boston College was a the touchdown first try favorite. In 
11 years or something. Yeah, the Boston College was a touchdown favorite, and they won, so they squeaked it out at the end. That was a good win for well, them. Well, we both didn't understand how Boston College was favored. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. Uh, Rapid-fire turd pile picks. Western Illinois at Minnesota. 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 Duke at Northwestern. 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 Polinsky's oh, going to shred him. Ohio at Penn State. Sean Clifford took a shot to his knee in their last game. Penn State. Shout out. Uh, Ohio has a transfer at wide receiver. from. Uh, it was a walk-on at Ohio State. He balled out last week. Oh, boy. I have no idea what his name is. I should have wrote it down. Look out for him against Penn State. He probably won't do anything because Penn State's going to win by a lot. Okay. Washington State at Wisconsin. 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 Maryland at Charlotte. Why the heck are they playing at Charlotte? Maryland. <laughs> Maryland. Akron at Michigan State. Michigan State. Yep. Uh, Indiana State at Purdue. Larry Bird. Yeah. Might be there. Purdue's going to win. Yeah. Wagner, or as I like to say, Wagner <laughs> at Rutgers. 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 Georgia Southern at Nebraska. Nebraska. As tempting as it is. <laughs> they were like so tied always, at halftime. <laughs> to always pick against Nebraska, that they should win this uh, one. I think this might be the last time I pick Nebraska all season, though. Idaho at Indiana. 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 That's why it's a turd pile. Yep. On to the varsity game is Iowa State at Iowa. <laughs> you go first. This is a great rivalry. I don't even have much to say about it. Other than there's no way Iowa State doesn't win, except for the fact that it would be the most Iowa thing ever to win 7-3 to three with no touchdowns <laughs> against South Dakota State and then beat their arch rival the next week, I, probably scoring like 35 points. And that is exactly why I'm picking Iowa. I saw a tweet, and I should have made it my tweet of the week, but I was looking through tweets that I like and tweets that I bookmarked, and I didn't see it. And if I would have saw it, I, I just thought of it just now. I can't remember exactly the way it was worded, but... They were saying the best part of the Iowa-South Dakota State game is now their arch rival, Iowa State, has to watch all of that film, <laughs> that boring game. It's hilarious to me. I think Iowa actually wins here. I think they were holding back for this game, their offense. No, I'm mm, kidding, but I yeah, still think they, they win. That. I think they're holding back their <laughs> offense for nepotism. Uh, Virginia at Illinois. Illinois. I'm, I'm off the Illinois bandwagon completely. I got Virginia. I am Tony not Elliott. On, I'm not on the Illinois bandwagon, but Illinois. Yeah. Arkansas State at Ohio State. I got Arkansas State to lose, but you go first. Um, I got Ohio State. Um, I think it's fun. They've got um, former Buckeye running back, but I think he does not do anything. I think he has even less yards per carry than Notre Dame did. And it'll be fun to see after a week of game planning how the young wide receivers show out with Jackson, without Jackson Smith and Jigba in there. See if Xavier Johnson can get another touchdown. There we go. Uh, Buckeyes, yeah, I don't, I don't have anything to say. Ohio yeah. State by 50. Yeah. Uh, Hawaii at Michigan, J.J. McCarthy. Getting the start. Cade is going to play, they say. Um, I mean, I think I think J.J. McCarthy, 8 o'clock at night against one of the worst teams in the country. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to become Michigan's starting quarterback. I do think. And score a whole bunch. Jim Harbaugh said he's been running in the four fives. They'll win by a lot. My only question going into this game, does J.J. win the job? If he shreds them for maybe 300, 400 yards, four touchdowns, but he throws an interception or two. Here's what was uh, – so he only threw the ball four times in their 
uh, in their first game. I heard he was super inaccurate. Yeah, I was like, uh, he. There were a couple of times where last year I think he would have made a weird throw, just counting on his arm strength to get it through a window or past a guy, whatever. Uh, and he actually checked down on a couple of his throws, which is they were working with Cade Sounds on like taking shots. Sounds like he was pulling Cade. They were working with Cade on on uh, taking shots, and they were working with JJ on checking down. Uh, Four for four. I don't know. I I think that he'll probably have some of those moments where just his reflexes kick in and he makes some dumb throws that sometimes pay off, sometimes pay off for the defense. Uh, If he has a couple picks, it'll be interesting. The the competition doesn't necessarily end after this game, but also once he comes out, Cade is going to get a chance against the same defense. So if he throws – for a few touchdowns and then two picks, what if Cade comes in and does the same old thing? I don't yeah. know. We'll see. Sounds, uh, like, sounds like Michigan's in a pickle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm fine with it. Uh, game of the week, Kentucky at Florida. There were not many games that were worthwhile. Yeah. Like Arkansas State's going to lose by 50. Hawaii's going to lose. Hawaii, <laughs> the spread is now up to 50 yeah. for Michigan. And I would... Take Michigan and the points. Like, Michigan's going to, I think, cover that pretty easily. Yeah. But uh, Kentucky at Florida. I think it's the most interesting game of the week for sure. Um, my personal opinion, the game of the week is Quinn Ewers against Bama, but I don't think he has a shot. Yeah, Bama's going to win by I think that'll 35. Be the, I think that'll be the most watched game this week. But yeah. Kentucky at Florida is the most interesting game. You want to go? You're going to go? Yeah, I don't have much to say other than that I don't like Slovis. I don't like Kentucky. Florida's going to win. Are we picking the spread? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll say Florida by 10. Okay. I uh, think that Anthony Richardson is He's the good. Heisman frontrunner after week mm. one. Some would say it is. Take that, CJ Stroud. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think he's the Heisman front runner right now, and I think that he carries that momentum into beating Kentucky by 17. There we go. Hopefully I can make up a point. Yeah. Things no one is talking about. My one thing, and I I really understand it, but I kind of don't at the same time. I'm does in in the long run it doesn't matter at all. But I want to know. I want one of you guys to check and let me know in the comments. Has a team ever beat a top five team <laughs> and dropped in the rankings? Because Ohio State was ranked number two last week, beat number five by double digits, and they moved to number three. I mean, the spread was seventeen. Fair. But they beat him by 11 because of a late touchdown. But you're not answering the question, though. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, probably not. Uh, my thing no one is talking about, the weather during the Ohio State-Notre Dame game. Not one person has mentioned the fact that they had record snowfall, hurricane-level winds, and temperatures that would keep Urban Meyer's hands in his own butthole instead of a stranger's. No one's talked about that, and yet C.J. Stroud struggled. Huh? Against who? Notre Dame. He did not struggle. Six points. Okay. 6.6 yards per attempt. Okay. Tweet of the week. What do you got? I got is from Arrogant Ryan Day, a very funny Twitter account. Not the real Ryan Day, of course. Tweeted, <laughs> go Bucks. And it was a quote from Rudy. And then it's a picture of Rudy with the Photoshop jacket as a hot state on there. And I thought it was hilarious. That's good. Name a random third baseman, Ryan Day. See it. 
That doesn't make sense. I know it doesn't, but we, <laughs> we also know what he's referring to. It's, it's pretty funny, I'm going to be honest. But it's just more fuel for like when Ohio State smokes Michigan. This I, year. They're gonna put up a hundred. <laughs> they might, unless the weather. No, it don't matter what the weather is, is under thirty degrees. It don't matter what. The and there is. is a drizzle somewhere in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm not worried about that game at all. With that, I'm more worried about Michigan State. Oof. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch Michigan State? Yeah. They covered the spread. I didn't watch them, actually. I did have How's that work? someone I know. I said, oh, that was kind of rough, huh? And he said, I covered the spread. <laughs> Spartans Hey, won. I will say, Western Michigan did beat ACC champion Pittsburgh last year. Here's my thing, and I, I meant to put this in my notes, and I didn't. Michigan State, real quick, became everything they hate about Michigan. They used to not care about recruiting. They used to not care about September Heisman. And once Mel Tucker came. Oh, Let's see, see the recruiting ratings? See the recruiting ratings? <laughs> see the recruiting ratings? And September Heisman last year. Obviously, kind of the locker. Uh, they covered the spread. They covered the spread. That was, that was an impressive win. They don't know how to act. And they're acting like all the things they hate about Michigan fans. They say Spartans will. Good as, job. As an Ohio State fan, I don't give a shit about either of them. <laughs> <laughs> With that, we'll see you next week. And until then, go blue. Buckeye Nation, let's ride. <laughs>